0: Sunday, March 27th, we're here. Tony and Mad Max live. What do you want to open up with first? you want to do the NCAA breakdown like you did last week?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because this is really, dude, this is something. I know that you're not a big college guy, but like, this is, (laughs) we're heading into possibly a um, historic Final Four coming up next weekend. Um, But the Elite Eight is still going on. Um, it's ending today for the men's and women's side. The women are actually playing, um, I think, two more games. Um, let me see. Oh, no, no. The Well, the women are just finishing up the um, uh, Sweet 16. <clears throat> and now they're starting the Elite Eight today. And then they will play two games today and two games tomorrow. So they play a day after the men. The women do. I only really just kind of root for UConn in the women's because they're just like the powerhouse. dude. Do you know how you know how good the UConn women's basketball team is? Oh, they're
0: they're like the best.
1: They got a. They have like eleven titles. Like they're like the Lakers. They are. In like in, in you know in in women's college sports. But with the men's side, dude, it, it, this is going to be probably one of the one of the most important days in in, in men's college history, right here. I just want to upload this thing first. There we go. There we go. So. The Elite Eight is coming to an end today. Um, yesterday, um, Villanova beat Houston fifty to forty-four. They they lost a, a one of their key players to a possible torn Achilles, so that was really rough to see. I, I saw a the video day. on
0: Twitter trending.
1: Yeah, um, I, I forget his name. Moore. His last name's Moore.
0: I, mm-hmm. I think so.
1: Um, so. And Duke, the Duke Blue Devils, they beat Arkansas seventy-eight to sixty-nine. They pretty much had Arkansas in their hands all game. Um, so Coach K's last last tournament, his his farewell tour, is it's keep on keeps going on, and it reaches the and it reaches the Final Four here.
0: Imagine if he um, wins, just a way to go out for him.
1: would be definitely one of the most remarkable stories in not just college sports but in all sports in the history of all sports i should say because coach k is one of the best coaches in pro and college you know like he's he's definitely up there with you know belichick Saban, phil jackson gino Oriyama if you want to talk about women's women's with coaching uconn um Coach K is a goat, and this is this is a run that we're going to remember for a very very long time. But it's not just the Duke side that's getting people rowdy here, dude. It's the game that's happening today in one of the last two um, Elite Eight matchups. The first one is Miami versus Kansas. I think that people are just kind of saying that Kansas is is, is going to blow is is going to blow the Hurricanes out. Um, which you can expect. Um, But the other game at 5.05 today, the 15-seeded St. Peter's from Jersey City, New Jersey, the small 3,000-kid college taking on the powerhouse of UNC, the Tar Heels. First time ever that that a 15-seed has made it all this way to the Elite Eight. They have Faced adversity like you would not believe. Oh, I, I've been hearing off,
0: about St. Peter's. I mean, it broke at the Rangers game the other night.
1: They started off by beating a, another powerhouse, the 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 Kentucky Wildcats in the first round. Then they beat Murray State in the second round, John Morant School, a very viable contender in this tournament. Then in the Sweet Sixteen, a couple nights ago. They beat the three seeded Purdue in an absolutely classic game, and this is going to be a game where you're just thinking it's a, it's a it is a win win for the for for the college basketball landscape, dude. Because if Saint Peter's were to upset UNC here and go to the Final Four, not only is that a Cinderella story for the ages, they're facing Duke, who. Would be probably the ultimate challenge for Shaheen Holloway's team. But you've got the whole narrative of, oh, this is Coach K's last game, and this is it could be Coach K's last game. This is a did this is a David versus Goliath sort of situation. There's so many different factors that could go into that sort of matchup. But if St. Peter's run ends today, which it very well could against UNC. You were talking about one of the greatest rivalries in all of sports, college and pro UNC and Duke first time ever playing against each other in a tournament. Never happened before, dude. Think about that. You talk about two schools that are just, just have so much venom that gets thrown at each other. Never played in March madness against each other. And the first time it would ever happen was in the final freaking four. Like, that's this is what this is what the NCAA is has prayed for. This is what the networks have prayed for, and it's going to come to fruition today. And we'll find out who will play Duke next Saturday in the Final Four. <clears throat> now, with March Madness, there was a kind of a very weird. Uh, Weird thing going on social media last night. You, you you see this all the time, dude. How many times do you look at at Twitter, and you always say like, and you always see, oh, this is rigged. The refs are pulling for this team. The league is paying the refs. Well, obviously, obviously the league is paying the refs, but the the league is pushing the refs to make to make these calls, have this team go on to go on in this game or to win this game, like. How many times are, are we going to see, like, like the word rigged get thrown around on Twitter?
0: A lot. I've seen it in every sport. But there are some cases I think we could call in the NBA where the refs are just flat-out terrible. We could say Unless that. Unless
1: you're Tim Doherty, who was flat-out betting on games, <laughs> like, <laughs> which was proven fact. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, do you honestly buy into the whole, like, like like the league like is pushing for, for, for these teams Absol- to win.
0: Absolutely. Especially with football in certain playoff games where big plays are either called aren't, or aren't called. There's some fishiness there.
1: You talk about football. Case yeah. In for point. football.
0: D- case just take a point. Th- Think about that Ram Saint game.
1: Oh yeah. Well, but see, I don't see where the league could have benefited from the Rams winning that game. Or the overturned
0: you know? calls like the Des Bryant game or like the overturned call with Austin Safarian James.
1: I don't know. I'm talking about situations where you look at certain games and you're like, oh, well, if this team wins, then they'll, they'll be playing this team next. Like you talk about like the um, Des Bryant game against the Packers divisional round um why wouldn't the league want the cowboys to move on i think the league is dying for the Dallas cowboys (laughs) to go all the way so i'm talking more about like a situation like this where you have the potential to have a unc versus duke final four matchup which would be epic beyond proportions That's what I'm talking about. Like I think, um, I know people have always been saying that you know Tom Brady has been a product of of NFL, you know, shadiness. Like you know, like people always say, oh, well, the refs are pretty much like nurturing Tom Brady and all and all his games in his entire career. That's what I mean. Like, would you be surprised if it came out in 10 years from now that the NFL had some sort of preference to Tom Brady?
0: No, because it's obvious in games. I mean, this guy is babied every step of the way. He gets all the calls. And then when he doesn't, we see what happens, just like his last game against the Rams. when I think he got his first – I forget what personal conduct. Was that What is his first personal conduct – foul or whatever that he got penalty
1: oh yeah 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 I know what you mean
0: he got that was like the first of his career
1: now i will say this you can say that games are rigged okay i believe that lead that uh, uh, whatever sport in the back of their mind they're uh, they're always pushing for these top teams to make it and you can feel bad for small market teams and the fans of those small market teams because they want to get that shared glory as well, but the fact of the matter is that that's not where the money is. No, you know, like I guess it's different in in each sport. Like for instance, if the Memphis Grizzlies, who are an incredible team by the way, they blew out Milwaukee last night, and they have no John Morant, they have a great great roster. If if the Memphis Grizzlies go on a run and they make it all the way to the Western conference finals. Let's say it's against golden state. Like does Adam silver want the Memphis Grizzlies to go to the NBA finals? Like, or does he want Steph Curry and and golden state to go? Like you got to look at it in terms of like, what's going to get more mass market appeal, you know, if John Morant is healthy enough, like, is he going to be actually playing in those games because he's, because he's hurt right now. Now it could be different, you know, two months down, down the line, but you, you just don't know. I do believe that commissioners and legal offices are definitely talking. Well, they definitely do talk to the TV executives at, at these networks and they're like yeah you know you no know, we uh, uh, uh we would want to see the cowboys play in the um NFC championship like for Fox like you know we, we want to see you know the um uh, the um uh, uh Celtics play the Lakers in the um NBA, NBA finals again like they 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 want those things but and I, and i think that just rubs fans the wrong way because if because if you're a fan of I don't Sacramento know, Kings Yeah, Sacramento Kings i mean i mean the kings don't really have have much talent around them really but uh, let's say that that the kings do get good and um, what do you like it's there's not much mass market appeal for them. No. There just isn't.
0: You know what's insane is that the Knicks have mass market appeal, but the league always wants them to lose.
1: <laughs> but see, I don't but see, I don't believe that for a second. I'm really? Like why, With all the bad you know, calls
0: they get from the refs and just how, how they're just duped out of draft picks and lottery no, ball because picks.
1: I think that Adam Silver is begging for is begging for Leon Rose. To build to to build a champion in New York, you know,
0: that's not happening.
1: That's what like, I don't know, dude. And this whole rigged thing, like, it's not it's not rigged, but I but I do think that the NCAA was definitely praying for for, for this matchup to come. So it's very, very exciting. Very exciting to see. But I was talking about basketball. The um, NBA, the Knicks have been winning a couple games here, man. They just beat the Heat a couple nights ago.
0: So did the Nets. And you know what? The Knicks are winning these games without Julius Randle. So you know what? I'm hoping he's gone off the team this summer. He's out of here. We don't need him. This guy, this is a guy that tried to fight with Rudy Gobert at the end of the game for no reason. Did you see that game when they played the Utah Jazz? He just started a fight with him. I didn't I see know. the
1: game. I didn't see the game, but I know that he got into a little scuffle with, 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 with um, Rudy Gobert. but And he got fined again. Yeah. How many fines is, it, is this guy going to take? He's just handing <laughs> over money, dude. Like, <laughs> over money the league. like, what are you doing? That's like that's that's not a leader, dude. Like no. why?
0: And to, and Toppin's actually been progressing, making use of his minutes. That the the coach, the great coach Tom Thibodeau, the great Tibbs, who was barking at Knicks fans the other day, nitpick this and nitpick that, going at all the critics. Maybe we mm-hmm. wouldn't be critics of his style of coaching if he freaking put a winning team on the floor. Or how about this? Actually play the youth that you have on the team. As they say, play the kids. Why aren't you playing the rookies and the young guys? Why are you freaking playing Taj Gibson? Why are you putting out Evan Fournier? And everyone making a big deal about breaking the three-point record for the Knicks in a single season. Breaking Stark's record. He has no business breaking John Stark's record.
1: Yeah, and there's people now pushing for Evan Fournier to like be accepted back into back into good graces. No. They're saying stuff like, guys, don't stop stop bitching about Evan Fournier. He's actually a he's actually good at what he does.
0: Oh, I've been hearing like, it.
1: Don't worry about defense. It's only it's only his uh first year here. What? This is like, a
0: vet. He's been in the league for years.
1: Like the, the the guy pops off on threes. Like what? Like, like not at a, not, 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 not at a consistent no, rate. He's
0: not consistent when he's off. This man's off. But when he's on, he's on. It, yeah. You can't have it both ways. You have to have consistency, especially in a pro level league like the NBA.
1: But I was looking at the NBA standings, dude, and they're only like, well, they're still five games out of the um, 10th seed. So I don't know. They'd have to really, you know, go on a big streak here to possibly sneak in as the um, ten seed. But I don't know if they can. At this um, point,
0: I'm for just looting out and just figuring out how you're going to rebuild this team next year because you're not going to have Kemba next year. That was just a nightmare. Tom Thibodeau turned that into a nightmare. This whole team didn't know how to handle that situation, so then that's when they came to the agreement for him to be benched for the rest of the games. I don't know. I, I, the, I'm the not, I don't have any faith of any of the draft picks because we're, we're, what are we right now? Are we 14th? Is that right? What are we, 12th what are we 14th in the conference, Eastern Conference?
1: I think, I think you're like 12th or 12th, 12th? or or 11.
0: We're either 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah, I know we're like we're, we're far from the ape seat. And you you know what, man? We're not going to get a good lottery pick. Let's be real. We're not getting a lot. When we were the worst team in the league, the year of RJ Barrett, we we got the third pick overall. So maybe we get the first round, first pick overall this time. Like doubt it not happening. But I don't have any faith in any of these draft picks. We're not going to get any good lottery balls. So what? The Knicks are not a team that's going to be able to build through the draft unless they lose every year and they're at the bottom of the conference,
1: or they get or they get lucky, which is which rarely happens. Yeah. But I don't know. Like so, when so when the season's over, you're 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 finding a trade partner for for, for Randall in a heartbeat. Like just oh yeah, take this guy's contract. Yeah.
0: Please. Yep, I'm 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 trading a bunch of players. Fournier, I'm trading a lot of these guys. The only people that I'm keeping on this team, a hundred percent, and I'm not sold on Mitchell Robinson. I know the fans love him this year because he actually performed. He'll be injured again next year. Don't worry. So I'm gonna want to keep Obi Toppin because Obi Toppin looks like he's promising as long as Thibodeau gives him minutes. Obi Toppin quickly and R.J. Barrett, but you know what? I probably would be open to a trade because you're gonna have to trade someone. So I would be open to a trade for quickly. But R.J. Barrett and Toppin, I think, are untouchable. You
1: so said R.J. Barrett, quickly, and Toppin. Will you yeah. still have will, will, will you still have Grimes? You still have Deuce McBride. You still have Jericho Sims. Those, I'm not those sold on all those
0: guys. Those guys are just – the Knicks I know, fans are dude, hyping like, these guys up like superstars. I mean, give me a break. But
1: obviously, you keep them. You, yeah, keep, you keep them.
0: You keep them, but –
1: Maybe next year you, you can maybe have Grimes start. Or you can have and and, and, and you could have um Jericho Sims be, be, be a more prominent player. I think that the main rallying point for Knicks fans now is just have these young kids play. It's funny, like this is kind of what the what the um theme was two years ago before Tibbs got there you know it was the last year of Fizdale and all Nick fans were saying was just play the kids trust the process as they did in Philly (laughs) (laughs) and then they won the year when Tibbs came there they were they were the fourth seed and then everybody was like yeah let's start signing contracts let's get let's get Fournier here let's Let's get get D-Rose extended D-Rose extended let's bring back Noel let's run it back you know? Alec and Burks. I, don't I didn't
0: get me started about Alec Burks.
1: And I don't think that fans really wanted that in Fort They wanted DeMar DeRozan, but DeMar DeRozan got paid nicely by um by um uh, by, by Chicago.
0: Unbelievable. And you know what? I and didn't fans hear wanted that.
1: Lonzo Ball too, but he also got paid by by Chicago as well. So, but they but you guys wanted to spend money, and now, and now you're rolling back. So you're looking to 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 get rid of players. So, I just want to know. Like, I thought that this team had an identity because, as we're coming in at the final, what is it? Last like eight, eight, nine games of the mm-hmm. year. It, the identity of this team just completely went back under, under, under the covers, man. Like. I thought that this was a defensive centric team that got a that induced a lot of turnovers that could run into a good three point shooting night every now and then but they but they were going to beat you on defense and takeaways then that stopped this year when they got rid of some of that defense to bring in some three point shooters but then the but then the then the three-point shooting stopped mm. and the defense wasn't there. So they sacrificed to gain, but that but but that gain wasn't so big. No. Now we're in, and now we're going back. So <laughs> I don't know what next year is gonna look like. I don't know what Tibbs' job security security is gonna look like after this year. I don't know how Leon Rose is looking upon Tibbs right now. I don't know how Dolan is looking at Leon Rose right now. Mm. Because he's quiet, you know. Dolan. You know he wants
0: to say something. Dolan's been you quiet know, for the past couple of years.
1: Because we haven't seen James Dolan in forever, you know. And when and when he comes, and when he and, and when he comes back out of that woodwork, man, I'd be really interested to see how he feels about this current state of the franchise.
0: You know what's insane, man? I was watching the Rangers, and I, I thought about it before the other night. You would never know that Dolan owns the Rangers. You would never know that this team is run by James Dolan. It's two completely different atmospheres.
1: I've always felt that Dolan was more of a um, hockey guy than a basketball guy,
0: for obvious reasons. I think too.
1: Plus Dolan, plus Dolan, like the the the, the Rangers have the right people running the franchise, and I'm not a hockey guy. So I can't really go deep into why the Rangers are, are where they are. You know, they're near the top of the um, Eastern conference, but I can't like, I, I can't analyze why I'm not, I'm not a hockey guy. All I can tell you is that they have the right people in the right spots in the they front drafted office.
0: Well, that's why they,
1: they draft. Well, they make, they make good trades and you know, the Knicks had not the Knicks, The Rangers had some front office turnover a couple of years back. They fired their president. I think they fired their GM. The coach. Their coach. Their coach, like, and they completely like
0: cleaned well, house they,
1: and got it they, right. They cleaned house. They got it right the first time. They didn't make any sort of backstep, dude. They they went forward. If the Knicks did that, they would win like twelve games the next year. <laughs> Most teams would, dude. So it's 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 hard to do that. But yeah, I can't get into hockey because once I'm not like I'm not I'm not a big hockey guy. But it, I want to see where the Tibbs and Leon Rose regime is. Not even necessarily this off season, but next year's off season, the off season going into 2024. Because I I want to see where these rookies are. I want to see what's going on with Derek Rose. I want to see what's going on with R. G. Barrett. What's the state of the Eastern Conference looking like? You know,
0: I don't who's think going to be involved. I just don't. Yeah. I think they made a mistake in signing Rose as much as that he was really the one who rejuvenated the team last year before the trade deadline. He he only played like what a couple games this year. I mean, it what a nightmare of a contract.
1: I mean, I think it's only a nightmare because because he, play. he got hurt because he got hurt. You know, and I want people to like understand too that when you're hurt, your value drops. It doesn't stay stagnant. No, you think that Nick fans are just gonna give Derrick Rose a pass no. this year? Maybe, and maybe some. They're like, "Oh, well, he was hurt." Yeah, well, you're you're getting paid good money, dude. Like, you got to be available. You know, like
0: I agree. I, I'm not. I'm not out here giving passes to anyone. I'm. T- you know why I'm done giving passes? Because I'm 22, and I've never seen my, any of my teams win. Ever, I haven't seen the well, Jets not- in the playoffs. We're going on twelve years. It's probably going to be thirteen years after this year. The Mets, uh, I saw a World Series appearance in twenty fifteen. Big deal. then the team just went downhill from there after that wild card appearance. But they, I mean, they're, they're they're going back up. They they finally know how to build a team. So there's hope yeah, well, there.
1: Well, because they changed, they they, they changed, they changed the owners.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what it'll have to take to really change the teams like the Knicks and, and the Jets. They they need ownership changes, and you know it's never happening. And
1: and it's just and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Like, here's the thing, dude. Like, with ownerships of teams, the Mets were in a situation where the Wilpons were just losing money hand over fist. Like, it was they were they were practically broke. They were The
0: the Bernie Madoff situation didn't help their case at all either.
1: The Madoff stuff. Well, the Madoff stuff was actually was actually like cleared out for probably the last like six years, at least. Um, they were begging the Katz family to stay aligned with them, but but the Katz family wanted nothing to do with them after after last year, so they were forced to sell. In the case with the Jets, with, with, with the Johnson brothers, and Dolan, with the Knicks, they're not losing money. No. The Johnsons are making money, dude. They're printing money. There's no reason for Woody Johnson to sell the Jets. There's there's no reason. Unless the league actually stepped up and said, you need to sell this team now, that's never happening.
0: I, I wish these commissioners would do that. Well, it's Come not on, Roger Goodell, going. let's go. Let's step well, up to Woody Johnson and say, you have to sell your team. You have two options here. You're we're, you're going to spend this money and build a winner now and force your GMs to actually be a little more aggressive, okay?
1: Well, here's the thing. That's, build your what, team. We call, that's what we call a fantasy. Yeah. Because the league can't just go to an owner and say that you need to sell the team because your team is bad. No, no, no. I wish that's how it worked, but it can't work like that well you know why
0: there should be a step in though it shouldn't be just bad i mean if you look at the jets history it's brutal like well don't forget dude some say so
1: well don't forget dude the the johnsons didn't own the team back in like the 70s and 80s and 90s that was leon that was that that was leon hess and he was horrible too (laughs) he was horrible too you know but
0: at least he tried to win, though. At the end of his career, or well, the end of his life, <laughs>
1: yeah. I at know, least he heard tried
0: that. to win. We, we've Woody heard of, Johnson we... isn't even trying. I mean, let's
1: go. But oh, here's the thing, though. Like we can't say that Woody and Chris Johnson have not tried. I mean, do come on, Brett Favre as your quarterback. That's like I mean his, he was a dying really...
0: horse at that time, but
1: he was a dying horse. But like. Brett Favre, LT, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker. They signed Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker in the same offseason, dude.
0: No, no, the actually they season? didn't. No, no, it was one season apart. It felt yeah, it was, like it was because you know why? Decker yeah. was injured for yeah, so they, his first year. He only played like four games maybe. I don't remember.
1: So, So they've tried.
0: Yeah, they've tried. I mean, uh, uh, I I guess I I overstepped a little bit there that they haven't tried. But I mean, in recent years, it's like, come on. Come on. And these contracts that they gave away to players like Tremaine Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. The
1: problem is that, you know, it's been the it's been the it's been the bad drafts and the coaching hires. And the GM hires that have that have, that have wrecked this team and, and has wrecked the Johnson ownership. to wrecked it. <laughs> it has. I mean, <clears throat> who have been the coaches under Johnson uh, under the
0: Johnsons? Oh man, I think Herm Edwards, Mangini. Well, uh,
1: one of the Johnsons by the buy the team. It has to be ninety nine.
0: It has to be because ninety eight. Wasn't that the Hess? Year? Yeah, because Parcells left I, like after, the, I think, either the 99 or 2000 season. Because yeah. Parcells, once Leon Hess died, he didn't want any part of the team. Then the Johnsons bought. So I think Herm Edwards.
1: Well, don't forget, there was um, um, Al Groh was there for like a year, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Herm and
1: Edwards. Like, Herm Edwards, who was there for a while. Man, Genie. And then Eric Mangini,
0: and Rex then Ryan. Rex
1: Ryan, Todd, and then Bowles. Todd Bowles, and then um, who's after Bowles?
0: Adam Gase. Adam Gase.
1: So you're talking about Al Groh, Herm Edwards, Eric Mangini, Rex Ryan, Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, and now Rob Salas. So that's seven coaches. Seven <laughs> coaches. Like... And I don't, I don't remember all the, all the, um, the GMs. All, all, all I know was Tannenbaum, McCagnon, Idzik. Idzik. Well, no, it was, it was Tannenbaum, Idzik, McCagnon, and now uh, Joe Douglas. So I don't know who came before Tannenbaum. I like Tannenbaum. Yeah, but... I think
0: he was per- – him and Rex Ryan should never – this is why the Jets went wrong here. You don't mess with the winning culture. Yeah. Rex Ryan and Tannenbaum had said. a winning culture going. They were drafting great players. They had a winning system finally in place. And here we go. See you later, Tannenbaum. Like, <laughs> a typical Jets.
1: Yeah, and the biggest problem was that they, was that, you know, this is, this is another black mark on the Johnson, on the, um, uh, on the um, Johnson regime. They fired Tannenbaum, but kept Rex for a year. And then they just forced Idzik on Rex, and Rex is like, "What is this nonsense? <laughs> like, this is not my guy." Like, and then that was, and then that, and then that was the year when, like, the Jets started off, like, um, one and seven. Oh. they were like, they were like one and seven or one and eight, and Idzik was talking. Was Idzik went to go talk to the media, and he said like, "Oh, well, you know." every position on the field is of equal importance and you know, we're doing the best we can here. And uh, we've got players that are doing that are, they're working their asses off. And he said some, some stupid, like we tell our players to come and play like a jet. And he, and he was saying weird stuff. Like, like our fans are like our fans are jet nation. Like what? Like he was the worst then you had the fans flying airplanes over the uh, over over florham park saying fire edzik fire edzik fire yeah, then that was bad that was really bad 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 times the
0: billboards too fire edzik
1: yeah the billboards all black marks on woody and chris johnson and then trump was elected and woody went off to london to be the ambassador to the uk and then Chris took over, and then that's when it really got bad because Chris Johnson doesn't know his, his freaking ass ass from, from his hand. No. Like, <laughs> he got almighty, but Chris Johnson did.
0: Ugh. And this is a guy that never had a playoff mandate ever, Christopher never. Johnson.
1: Never. Never, never, never. You know, I think we do have to,
0: to – what were you saying?
1: And Dolan, too, again, same thing. Doesn't lose money, but he's had a bad run. A bad, bad run. But he's got no reason to sell.
0: Because you know why? The, the Knicks are a tourist attraction, and they sell out every night, no matter who who's out there on that floor. You could have Ron Baker out there, Carmelo Anthony, whoever. It's selling.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: I want your take I on want- this Tyreek Hill thing, because... That was an important topic of this week. And if you think the Jets are going to be aggressive and all I know go after is a wide receiver via trade.
1: All I know is that it's a very sucky situation because forget about Tyree Kill himself. Because he was the one that, that made the choice. What's sucky is that it would have not cost you any of your first round picks. Oh, boy. We would have they would have kept both first round picks. So you would have mightily improved your receiving core and have a chance to improve everything else with two first round picks. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And now, and now Joe Douglas is in the situation where if he wants to get DK Metcalf, you have to trade your first round pick.
0: You do. That that, that 10th overall pick. And you know what? I kind of agree with it. Because if you're going to draft a receiver there, we don't know if these guys are proven. Drake London, he had injury issues in college. I mean, his stock is starting to rise on me. I don't like USC products, but I watched a lot of his highlights and a lot of analysis and breakdowns on him. He he he's someone that the Jets should really get. It's either between him or Garrett Wilson. If you're really going to go for a receiver, go for the best of the best. But if you're not going to, if you're going to, if you want to trade. You just use a ten pick overall. You get a proven receiver like Metcalf.
1: It's just crazy. But once again, dude, like this is another thing that I keep on saying. Not only is the AFC conference a struggle, a AFC bear.
0: East is a struggle the now. A,
1: the AFC East is becoming is becoming a a a. A powerhouse division now,
0: except for the Jets. the The other three teams are a powerhouse. The Jets are at the bottom. I mean, the
1: Patriots are the Patriots are at a powerhouse, but as long as Belichick's there,
0: they're always going to be in contention.
1: Hundred percent, and that's what kills the Jets, dude. Because I don't care that they added another wild card. That just means that more teams in your conference are going to fight for for that one spot. And what makes you think that that the Jets? Are going to go on to some other field or play in Met Life and beat that team to get that spot? How is that? Pat? Where is that sort of concept coming from? Are they going to Miami to to, to win a big game against the Dolphins? You would no. think that they should. Can can they go to Can they go to um, Indianapolis and beat the Colts who just got who just got Matt Ryan? Are you kidding me?
0: Or the Broncos so the Colts, that just got Russell Wilson.
1: Exactly. Teams are improving, dude. Doesn't just matter what your team does; it's about what other teams do too. The Colts now have Matt Ryan and and um, Jonathan Taylor. That duo right there is 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 gonna is gonna work, amazing, amazing. it's just i i where are where is the you know where is the urgency to get talent here that could match these teams i told a friend of mine this dude like on, on the day that that tyreek was traded to miami it, eventually you're going to have to get talent to match what what these other teams have You can't keep rolling out the Elijah Moores, the Braxton Barry, Corey Davis, Corey Davis of the world out there and think that they're going to match up with big time studs lined up on, on that line of scrimmage. No. And Jet fans go so crazy because they because, oh, we brought back Berrios. He's a he is a he is a jet for life. Like, shut up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, all the Jeff fans are hating you now. Oh, oh my
1: God. Listen, dude, Braxton Barrios is a good player. But on a, but on a legitimate team, he's a punt returner. You, you think he's getting the amount of touches that Zach Wilson gives him on any other team?
0: I do say this. I do think the Patriots would utilize him. Because Belichick likes would. him.
1: Oh yeah. But I'm talking about like treating him treating him as if he was like 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 DeAndre Hopkins or treating him as if he was like Cooper Cup. He's not Cooper Cup. You know, like Cooper Cup is a star. He is a star, dude. And he's and he is gonna get paid like like a star soon. But it's just I'm looking at the Jets transactions right now, dude. It's on the it's on the um, uh, Jets page on ESPN.com. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they re-signed Barrios to a two-year contract. They re-signed Connor McDermott. Ugh, boy. Um, <laughs> they signed cornerback DJ Reed to a three-year contract. To, you know, because that's their that's going to be their starting corner the, the, the new revis
0: <laughs> the new
1: revis <laughs> i do like them signing jordan whitehead as a safety because he's a good he, he's a good replacement for marcus may i like it um they re-signed dan Feeney. they signed tim ward a defensive end um they signed jeff smith a wide receiver they re- they signed the cornerback javelin Guidry. Oh the those yeah, let's see. Well, they tendered contracts to them, so they were already, I think, on, on the team. So they just brought them back. Now, in terms of free agents, Jacob Martin, defensive end, Tevin Coleman. I love the uh, CJ Usama signing for tight end. Tight end. People love Lakin Tomlinson, the guard from San Francisco. I'll take it. And signing t- Tyler Conklin, I told you, I showed you that stat, dude, of their little tight end duo there with Conklin mm. and Uzama. That could work. It could. But Wilson's got to get the ball to that. I don't care about what their stats are when when they've got quarterbacks like, like freaking Joe Burrow, dude. Like I don't, I I don't want to like compare those stats to, to what Wilson's gonna do. I
0: don't. No, but I do want your take, man. Now that free agency's kicked in and, and, and break down the scenarios for me. If, if they do trade for a wide receiver, who do you get? What are the options and what do you do in the draft? If you do trade for a wide receiver, then if you don't trade for a wide receiver, who do you draft with the first two picks?
1: I would say just go defense.
0: Would you go Kyle Hamilton and Ahmad Gardner? I
1: would. And you got, like, one of the
0: nastiest young backfields in football.
1: Who's the best pass rusher out in in, in the draft this year?
0: Aiden Hutchinson. And and Kayvon Thibodeau? I really don't want this guy.
1: Are you sure, dude? Because Kayvon Thibodeau, like, we need to start pressuring quarterbacks
0: here. We do, but I just don't think, like, I watched a lot of his highlights and – I did a lot of research online. The linemen he was going up against aren't even going to make the pros. They were that bad. And he was just – they weren't even, like, holding him down. They weren't even – some of the plays looked like they weren't even trying. Yeah.
1: That's bad. Now, if the Jets in another universe were drafting at number one, you would take Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson
0: in a heartbeat. Then you got Aiden Hutchinson. And if we had one in ten, if we go Aiden Hutchinson, I'd go Aiden Hutchinson. And then best player available at 10, whether it's a receiver, a corner, or safety. Because this is where it gets so messed up. I think the number one thing the Jets have to do, because you have to, you have to minimize the needs on this team before you hit the draft. So trading for a wide receiver should be like the number one thing right now on the, on the Jets' docket. Trade. Because you know why? And, and see if you could fleece a team. I know you're probably going to have to give up the 10th pick if you want someone like DK Metcalf. But you really, it's because if you trade it for a receiver, we're not even thinking about uh, picking one in the first round. We're not even so we're we're pick, we're thinking about picking probably a pass rush in a corner or safety in a in a corner. And I don't know, I I really you know I, I watched a lot of Hamilton breakdown. He didn't have the greatest combine. I watched a lot of his breakdown and highlights of his plays in college and analysis and just how he is as a ball hawk. I really don't know why jet fans don't want this guy as a draft pick for this team, because you can't think about Jamal Adams and Calvin Pryor. You can't, because you know what? Adams was a decent player on this team. The only thing that people didn't like about Adams was his mouth. Yeah. And I could agree Pryor was, he a pro- a very- was a product of Jod Idzik. Okay. That's yeah. years ago. So, I look at the Hamilton product. They're saying he's the best player in this draft. You do have to be leery because we've heard the generational talents before. But if you got two first-round draft picks, and you can get your, your, you can get a Gardner at ten. You could maybe you could get a Thibodeau Sauce. at ten. Sauce, yeah, you could. Sauce. Sauce Gardner, yeah. Why not go with the best player in the draft? Why not?
1: Absolutely. Like, you know would what? you
0: take the risk? You take the risk for Kyle Hamilton?
1: I would, because the Jet defense was god awful. Go watch that freaking Tampa Bay game, dude. Oh,
0: how they just did? How they just let just Brady gave, walk right down the field on him with freaking fifty seconds left? Gave the game left. away.
1: Gave the freaking game away. They need defense, dude. Secondary, pass rush, the whole nine now yards. Now do you here. see?
0: Now do you see how important it is? See if Douglas. Man's up because I, I can't. I haven't killed Douglas this offseason yet. I think that the pick that the the players that he'd signed in the offseason were decent. They're all starters. He made decent signings. I can't kill him from that point, but I can kill him for not being aggressive a little bit more for the wide receiver position, even though he went out and you saw that he wanted Tyreek Hill. But that deal had to get done.
1: I want to have a. I I want to like veer off into, 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 another, into another factor into this whole thing here. Forget the draft for, for a second here. I'm going to bring this back to Tyree Kelp here. So we're heading into Zach Wilson's second year. Se- second year. This is usually the time in competent organizations where you sign big time players to contracts because your quarterback is relatively cheap. And what you want to see is whether your quarterback is worth big money without paying him the big money. At least not yet. How are we supposed to get a feel on who Zach Wilson is and what potential he's got? When you throw out this 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 roster as currently constituted, when he's going up against other teams with just better players. Because that because that that fifth year option. That debate is coming up real soon because we didn't think about it with Darnold until it actually came. Yep, I said it the second year of Darnold. I said, dude, eventually you're going to have to choose whether you want to pay this guy. And that was during a whole regime change. They changed the GM and coach in the final year of Sam Darnold's run here. I said to you, I said, listen, Sam is not a Joe Douglas guy. He could be gone. And guess what? He's gone. Are we to go through the same nonsense with Wilson here? I hope not. Because from Staten Island is right, dude. You have to start winning games. The Jets are better long-term than the Dolphins are. I don't get that why because why because they they they're, they're taking a huge cap hit with Tyreek Hill who cares Tyreek Hill is a is a is is an is an exceptional talent who cares dude? the dolphins want to win now they want to win now they hired Mike McDaniel to win now they didn't trust Brian Flores which i think was a mistake That's but a they bring in, mistake. they bring in Mike McDaniel they signed they signed um uh, what's his name? The 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 uh, tackle from uh from from, from New Orleans. Yeah, I, I what's his name? Up.
0: I'll look it up.
1: Yeah, they signed him to to a big to a big a big money contract to help Tua Tagovailoa, who who they're looking to have to see progress this year. And what better way to have your quarterback progress is with a, a big time Teron his name?
0: Teron Armstead.
1: Teron Armstead. What better way to to give your quarterback a big big push forward than signing a big-time offensive tackle? Is he a guard or a tackle? Tackle. He's a tackle. A big-time offensive tackle and a huge, huge offensive weapon. That's how you do it. That's what I wish Joe Douglas would just do. Lake and Tomlinson, like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I get it. And you drafted Elijah Vera tucker in the first round last year. And and, and, and Mekhi backed in the year before. Whoop-de-doo. Is that going to put your quarterback in the best position? It didn't help last year.
0: No. It didn't. You're right. You're making some valid points.
1: I don't get it. I really don't freaking get it. But... <sighs> And what sucks the most is that Tyree kill had no plans to join the jets. No, but damn dude, if he did, if they got Tyree kill and they kept those two first round picks. Now you're talking about the possibility of, of, of improving your defense twofold. You could have used your first, you, you, you could have used two top 10 picks on, on defensive front and defensive back. That would have been a win-win like unbelievable. That would have been one of the most that would have been one of the most one of the biggest breaks the Jets have had in their history right there.
0: Could have been. It could have changed their franchise.
1: Could have could have, but he didn't want to go to New York. He wanted to go to Miami. Can't blame him. I really can't. No. I do do like I do like the Jets signing Greg Zerline, though the kicker. Even though I think he's kind of past
0: prime, but. and P- and people are thinking this is breaking news. All of, I, I was seeing articles online when the news broke, breaking down the struggles and benefits of having Zerline on your team. I'm like, why are we analyzing a kicker like this? This is typical Jets. We're well, not analyzing, big,
1: dude. You want to get as many field goal opportunities knocked straight through, straight straight through the middle of the uprights as you can, dude. Field goals are huge. Huge Ew. in football now.
0: But wouldn't you rather be breaking down a receiver? I'd rather be – when are the Jets going to get a real player? A real player. And it, can it be now? Can we get the, our number one wide receiver, please? Because if we don't – if because I would really like Douglas to fleece a team to get a number one wide receiver. Well, I hey, really would. Did,
1: well, they did fleece the um, uh, Seahawks to get Oh, um, yeah, they
0: fleeced them. They, they, and they fleeced the Owens Panthers. Out of here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, to get Darnold out of here. <laughs> I, think they, I think they fleeced more teams to get their own players out of here than, than to bring good players in. I agree. You know, how about it could be, how about it's the other way around?
0: That would be Played nice. Once. <clears throat> well, I told you, if Douglas makes a big trade for a wide receiver here and if he's able to fleece them, do it. Let's go. And why
1: are the Knicks trending on Twitter right now?
0: Oh God. What's going on now?
1: Well, they're doing they're a part of my they're they're a part of my trends. See. Since the all star break, the Knicks have outscored their opponents by 90 points in 151 minutes. Deuce McBride has been on has been on the floor. The Knicks have been outscored by 40 points when Deuce when Deuce McBride is is, is on the bench. That's from Tommy Beer. On um uh, on Twitter, it's all different stuff. They're playing the Pistons today, and they're playing the Bulls tomorrow in a uh, back-to-back. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah. just some stuff on Twitter, but that, but. It's been an hour, dude. I want to like close out the show by saying that today is the finally the big home debut of Kyrie Irving in Barclays Center. So so the vaccine mandate is lifted. It took this long, but here we are. Um So now the so so now the Nets have the potential for a full squad throughout the playoffs here.
0: Now they'll win every game and go right to the championship. <laughs>
1: But uh, unless they play the unless they play the um, um, Raptors in Toronto in, in the um in in the um, play-in because Kyrie can't play that game, that's why I'm hoping that the Raptors can go above the Cavaliers so the Cavaliers can play us in in the play-in. I'll play. I'll I'll play in Cleveland.
0: It's not in Toronto.
1: Yeah, it'll be tougher because you have to play Evan Mosley. You have to play Evan Mobley. Darius Darlin, um that really nice young Cavalier team. And I think Jared Allen is last time I checked Jared Allen, he was hurt. So I don't know if he's active right now, but I'm sure he I'm sure he could be. I I don't know what Jared Allen's. Let's see. Um
0: no, he hasn't been back yet. He he's out still. Yeah,
1: nah, he's out still. But they got a nice. They've got a nice team. But Kyrie is so good, dude. This is what we needed. So he's playing today against the Hornets. Um. Then the then the um Nets need wins. This is a big game because the Hornets are only a, a half a game behind them, between eight and nine. So this is a big one. Get the win today and keep rolling on forward here. Yep. So let's end this show. Dude, I'll do let's do the socials.
0: You go first.
1: Um, so my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-96. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-96.
0: You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the real max, t-h-e-r-e-e-l-m-a-x Again, t-h-e-r-e-e-l-m-a-x You could check out all of our previous episodes right here on this YouTube channel, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Please subscribe as well as any podcasting platform, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, Stitcher, Podbean, we're on it. Search up Mm -hmm. SportsNapop with DJ Mad Max, Tony and Mad Max, we are there. That's it. next week, I'm sure we'll be breaking down. Hopefully a Jets trade for a wide receiver. That would be nice. But we'll be back next week recapping more games and news around the league and sports and much more.
1: Perfect. Thank you guys for tuning in. Be safe. Get your vaccine, please. Get the booster, please. Be safe. Uh, Enjoy the warm weather when it comes back. It's going to be cold this week, so bundle up. Thank you guys for tuning in. So long.
0: So long.